1: Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, Blues, and welcome to a rare Toffee Web Podcast Instant Match Reaction. Uh, We had planned to do uh, a special in the event that uh, Everton had won tonight's Anfield derby, but I've, as we saw, that never was on the cards, really. Um, instead, we'll do one uh, of commiseration of Liverpool to Everton 0. I'm joined by Paul, Adam and Al. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to you fellas who want to take the first stab at uh, getting some, <laughs> some stuff off your chest.
2: Don't all volunteer but once <laughs> eh? Yeah.
0: I feel like Connor Cody for that second goal, just gonna let it let it slide yeah. past me.
2: <laughs> it felt to me like the they after like maybe like an hour, or even maybe as early as the second goal went in, it, it kind of felt like almost like, alright, that'll do. We've you know, we'll take we'll take two and there. Let the rest of rest our players for the next game. He even took off pretty much the best players, didn't he? And sort of saved them for for the man, yeah, that's what it felt to me after like half with, with half an hour to go or so. And in a kind of way, I kind of don't blame him in a, in a weird sort of way, but it just kind of felt like a little bit like damage control after like, a, yeah, after an hour. All right, fine, let's take that. Nothing too embarrassing. You know, we we, we did what we have to against Arsenal, leads to the bigger game, which I touched on yesterday. Um, it is in this, corner, and I hate seeing that in a derby, but it's. Yeah, it's just boring, wasn't it? it? Just didn't really feel like a like a Merseyside derby. It's a, I can't think of too many games which have felt less like a Merseyside derby actually. Um, really over the years, it was just really not competitive. Like sound like quite a flat a flat crowd. Not really anything to get excited about. And just yeah, just um, I guess and from what an easy fix I think for a lot of things is shouldn't that get that game again? Because so just just get them to sit down and watch that match tomorrow with the with the players and look at look guys sloppy passes all over the pitch, easy stuff, you know what I mean? And you can get that right quickly, you know what I mean? So um, it'll be a lot better on Saturday, I'm sure about that.
0: We have to be, don't we? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't think you could you could really get much more insipid than that, um, particularly in contrast with what we showed against Arsenal, which was certainly a lot more intensity, a lot more drive, a lot more purpose, Um that, that was all lacking like wasn't it? Yeah. it, it, it was a it was a really strange, almost testimonial feel to the game. Um and at, at times we it, it did look as if we'd just sort of come off a Sean Deitch bleep test. Like we'd just been running to the ground. And then it was like, oh and, and, and now you've got a game to play lads crack on. looked so slow. Um and obviously the the goals uh particularly the first goal just really highlighted that that lack of pace that, that we have. I mean, it's supposedly why Bielsa turned down the job, wasn't it? A, a lack of pace in defence. And it, it really was on show for that. And and it, again, we we spoke about moments in derbies, those really painful ones and Pickford racing out like that. You, even before that moment, though, however bizarre of a decision that was, you, you could just feel it. As soon as, soon as the ball came off a post, I thought, now it's going to be one of those days, I and mean, then it just seemed to unravel as quickly as it began. I, I think I saw your tweet. L was it? Was it sixteen seconds? You had it down as from glory to grimace. It was. It was that quick. It was so disappointing. But then it just started to feel predictable. And towards the end, I think whether that was feeding from what you could see on the pitch or perhaps just wanting to get it out of the way, but I, I couldn't even force myself to really get angry at what I was watching. It, I just sort of let it happen and was praying for the Leeds game, really praying for a home crowd and praying for what we saw against Arsenal, which, yeah, it was night and day, wasn't it?
3: I'm just intrigued to know if there's like some magnetic field or something at Anfield because whenever <laughs> Everton need a ball to bounce... It always bounces the way we don't want it. It's just incredible. Um, and that really did encapsulate it, those 16 seconds that Everton go close. It's almost like, you know, like when you wash a pair of jeans and you realize there's a tenor in them. It's just that, <laughs> that, that frustration of, oh, like every, every game at Anfield, it always follows like a similar pattern that we do have a moment, but it always lands on on the liverpool side so to speak so for me it was just it was so deflating because you know I, before the goal i felt like we were sort of in the game I, I felt like the game plan was okay i wasn't as confident as i was against you know against arsenal which was brilliant i saw some real real positives today we just sort of went through the motions and then when the goal went in it just it just fell apart didn't it and as you said paul it, it was boring it was it was just Waiting for the final whistle to go, really, and then when you've got that time to think, when your head isn't in the game, you do then go back to January thirty first. You do go back to all of the issues at the club, which have you know felt the you know the fans have felt they've needed to to make their voices heard, and it does go back to that because you know I'm I'm thirty three this year, and I'll be honest, I've been going to the match since ninety six. I sort of missed those few Joe Royal wins, and this is all I've known. And it's not the result that I've known, it's that performance. And what really blows my mind is the fact that we can go through so many managers, so many different players, and every performance is a carbon copy of the other, you know, 90% of the time. You know, there's been some great games where we've gone there, we've battled for a point. You know, we even beat them two seasons ago. It's, you know, it's in recent memory. But for me, that's that's the, the strong feeling that I have is that, tonight is what we do at Anfield and it's just such a shame and I think that's why fans are right to call for change and I think that you know I think it's just brought me back to down to earth really with a bit of a bump that yeah we are in the bottom three for a reason and that lack of signing a striker when our number nine's been injured for the past 18 months on and off it, it it's a bit worrying for me but as you said Paul we will we will be better against Leeds and you know we do have enough quality to stay up, but yeah, it was just a bit of a another wake up call. I think that yeah, as good as Arsenal was, that game is what Everton have been like for most of the season, and it's the same players. So you know you're going to see those performances. So for me, it was just I don't even get I don't even feel that disappointed because I feel like the game was over so long ago. Like we're doing an instant match reaction. <laughs> but I've almost had an hour to get over it, if that makes sense. <laughs>
2: yeah, we, um, we, we could have done it. We could have done it. Job in the last half hour saved everybody's yeah, time.
3: Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but, yeah. so for me, I almost feel like tonight's game is just its just symptomatic of what Everton have been for far too long, for like decades. And it, yeah, it just summed it up for me of where we are and where, where we as fans want the club to be and the work that needs to go in to get there, you know, hopefully with Sean Dyche.
1: So I had tweeted in the second half that it felt a lot like the West Ham game, where we were just sort of going through the motions. That belief had drained out of them. Um, yeah, they knew they weren't gonna they weren't gonna score. They weren't gonna get back into it. And yet, all it would have taken was one goal. You know, it's a derby. You can things can change very quickly. Particularly, I mean, the sad thing is we we gave Liverpool all the all the belief they needed um, to to get out of their own particular rut. Um, you know the uh, the, the mismatch in quality was there, unfortunately, and we just didn't do enough to bridge that gap. I was the thing that annoyed me about it, and the thing that was so deflating about it, and the reason why I am leaving it really kind of depressed is is just the lack of intensity, and maybe that is maybe that is because there is a bit of a hangover from um, Deitch's initial you know the, the work that they've been doing on on at Finch Farm. I think he has been working them hard. Um, maybe there was a bit of fatigue there. Um, there's obviously a hangover from, from those. Both those two goals were sort of illustrative of that that um, hangover from uh, from Lampard's time. Um, yeah, you know, just getting caught in transition the way that we did for both goals. You could just see it as they broke away from that corner. <laughs> uh, you know, four on one or, or whatever it was. I mean, yes, Pickford makes a I don't, know what, I don't know what he's doing, but at the end of the day, it's four on one. The odds are Liverpool are going to, go, going to score on that attack. Um, so it's just, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just re- really, really disappointing. And my concern going into the next game is what does the, the, the sort the of psychological impact of the manner of that defeat, um, and just sort of the degree to which it kind of brought us right back to where we were two, three weeks ago. Um, uh, the, the other thing is just the lack of pace. The lack of striking options um, is is going that that's that's where Deitch is going to have to find a way now, um, and he can't rely on his sort of template football. I think he tried to with Sims, you know, the poor lad tried, but he's he's clearly not ready, um, and so now he's going to have to find a way of 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 getting the, this team functioning as an attacking unit using players like Damari Gray. And Neil mope who I, who the pair of them actually, I thought did okay. Um, they at least um, put a shift in, you know. And who knows, Tom, Tom Davis puts that header away, and maybe it's different. But it was never going to go in, was it? It's just our, just our lot at, at Anfield. Is,
2: is Tom Davis ever going to score the goal ever again? I mean, I don't know. There was a, about as <laughs> as bad a miss as the one at bottom not quite as bad as the one at Bournemouth. I don't think anyone, anything's as bad as that one. But it mm. just it feels like he's just like no confidence whatsoever and for like a, I don't know like a mental block and it comes in front of goal but you know where's that young energetic you know like lad who you know scored I mean city that and on that on you know on, when we beat them 4-0 and you know I mean he's light years away from that sort of player I mean look, the, the, the defeat isn't down to him but um, yeah it's a bit it's was, it was a bit sad at times watching like Liverpool run through us though it just it, so much fitter than us aren't they and that's the thing obviously Sean Dyche is trying to address but we were just chasing shadows there and I think a lot of people are saying, why didn't Coleman take him out? Why didn't a guy take him out? And then, like, basically couldn't get near them, particularly mm-hmm. a guy. And he's, he's one of our fitter players. He, he just, just couldn't get near near the lads. Him, I think he probably thought, I think he probably wanted to take him out. You know, I mean, Coleman, maybe he might have done. Um, A lot of snot, sloppiness throughout, which was just frustrating. I'm not as concerned about a sort of mental barrier of the game as perhaps you, Linda, though, because I think Sean Dyche's this is kind of what Sean Dyche has kind of done his whole career, from what I can tell, at least in the Premier League. He's, he's gone away and had a little bit of a go at these yeah. teams. How, how often have you seen his Bernie team go go to Anfield and win or go to Man City and win or whatever? You know, very, very rare. And then he'd come in mm-hmm. and wouldn't admit it publicly, but he's probably like, okay, yeah, fine. It's more than likely to get anything from that. some Alvice was quite similar, I suppose. Prag- mm-hmm. Pragmatism, didn't like it. And like, so, okay. Not like to get anything from that, but like let's make sure we get what we have to from the Leeds games. And I suppose at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Beating Leeds, yeah. beating Villa, hopefully beating Brentford, getting something at Forest. You know what I mean? And that and that's the important stuff. As sad as it is to to wave that white flag, that's that that's kinda that's kind of what it was for after as soon as that second goal went in pretty much. The two goals we can see are the frustrating because it was um both really hot, really bad mistakes. Pickford and Cody, no. There's there's no point laying into them on it. They both know they made big mistakes, and and, and that's that. And I guess the sliding doors moment is, the, you know, Tarkov's getting the post. Disappointed with what happened after that. Uh, The Sims, not trying to criticise the young lad, but a bit of anticipation. He could be right there, and it could be an easy goal for him, or another chance. And Dwight McNeil, whether that was a, a poor shot or whether he's trying to play it back into the area, I don't know. But either way, it was poor execution. You know what I mean? So there's a couple of things after that, which we did badly, and then, well, what happened after that, obviously, we all know, so just, just frustrations there, but, yeah, I remember, like, sort of, sitting through most of it, and I was here watching it with my sister, and she was getting a little bit, a bit irate, and all that, I was just kind of, I was like, maybe we've seen this, so much. <laughs> seen, we know, we know all this, we know how this script ends, you know, we, we, yeah, we, we've we, seen it before, and I just, honestly, I barely, it's easy to say now, but I barely felt that bothered somehow, because I just felt like, oh, here we go again, I've seen this before, and yeah, just um, just just predictable enough. So, just to go again on uh, against Leeds,
0: yeah, definitely. And I and I think we 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 touched on this in the last pod and uh, and after the Arsenal game that out of those two games would we have taken three points? Absolutely. Would we have rather had it the other way round? Probably, definitely. Would have been great, wouldn't it? Going into Leeds on the back of a win at Anfield, but three points is still impressive against a side who. Are our bogey side and another side who are comfortably top of the league. So I think there are still the positives to draw. Hopefully, as you say, Paul, that there isn't that mental hang up and hangover from this, but we can put it to bed. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing. But the manner of the goals, and I guess, as you say, that acceptance, that 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 we felt, and that the players seemed to show that apart from a few little fleeting moments when we changed things up top and and I think the really frustrating thing was it, it showed even with just by twisting that dial ever so slightly, you could see they were brittle at the back, and that there was something to be had potentially out of that game, but we had so few chances to to show it and 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 sadly I, th- I think their their few strengths this season just badly showed up our weaknesses our lack of pace out wide um our lack of pace in transitions and just just sometimes a general raggedness that seems to creep into our play whether that's playing out from the back or just lacking a little bit of control in the middle of a park and then the obvious one up top but I think even even a fully fit Calvert-Lewin doesn't really trouble their back line the way we play today really I, I, I think Sims was showing up for what he is—a a promising, but a striker not really designed for this kind of game at this level yet. Um, whether he will be in the future or not, we don't know. But I, I don't think we can pin too much blame on him. Um, I think he was—he was very isolated, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's just one. It's one of those days, isn't it? I think hopefully, Daesh is getting into them in the changing room and just saying, right. Cup final Saturday, let's move on. Um, that's certainly how I'm trying to think about it anyway.
3: Yeah. I think, Paul, what you said about, you know, you, you weren't that, you know, you weren't as irate as your sister because you've seen it all before. It reminds me, the Merseyside Derby, I feel, reminds me of, you know, there's like really low budget American films with actors and actresses that you've never seen before. And it's a terrible plot. The acting's terrible. But you're forced to go to the cinema to see every sequel. That's that's what it, like that's what it feels like. Like you know it's atrocious. You know how it's going to yeah. end. You know it's like sequel number twenty two, and there's you know, but you still have to go and sit and watch it. That's that's honestly what it feels like. But I, f- I feel like what 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 struck me about tonight was the fact that previously on the pod on the Lampard, I said that you know the the midfield wasn't really working and it was just disappointing to see the the three midfielders who who really excelled against Arsenal and I think won us the game with with their running and their tackling and especially their passing tonight it was like it was a hot potato and yeah. it was all sort of they weren't just being dispossessed in 50-50s it was as they were trying to trap the ball the, the ball was just being nicked off them and mm. there was just a real lack of composure and i think that what what I would say is basically going forward, Everton needs to buy more and honest because although he wasn't great today, he still tried to do stuff and you tell that he, he wasn't phased by the occasion. Um so you know, while he, he didn't have a great game, I just feel like there's there's that mentality thing I think that hampers Everton at Anfield as well. And I think we you know, if we can get away from that and, and sign players that are that are ready to play in those big games that will that will be a massive benefit to us because I think, yeah, it was just a lot of the players, it was sort of the, I think the occasion got to them and I think what was difficult as well was those balls that Liverpool were playing between our centre-back and our full-back. You know, even James Tarkovsky, who's, you know, an assured Premier League defender, he looked a bit under the cost really and as though he was spinning plates. He He had a lot to do tonight and I noticed quite a few times. He was actually, he reminded me of Phil Neville putting Dini Billy Letinev on the post at the corner. He was sort of having to instruct of so like Dwight McNeil and uh, Mikalenko where to be. And it was like, he was putting out fires everywhere and it just, you, you can't last for 90 minutes doing that. So I feel like what it is, and I think this is something that's really affected Everton for the last few seasons, our weaknesses have a negative effect on the whole team and it, and it it brings everybody down to a to a similar level, and I think it really affects some play because it it feels like because we do have those weaknesses or or those gaps in the squad due to poor recruitments it's 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 you know the quality players can't do their job because they're having to you know there's a few there's just a few gaps where you know players are not able to just do what they're meant to do it, it like you know Ben Godfrey is an example very good center back. But you know he's had to be Mr. Versatile for us ever since he's came, and you know he's he's been at Everton what nearly three seasons now, and he's still not got a settled place in the team. And I just feel that you know now under Deitch, hopefully with the next few transfer windows, hopefully we can you know get a, get an Everton eleven that you know off by heart, and that's that's the team quite similar to Deitch's Burnley side, in fact that that's the team, that's the consistency because for too long now it's. It's just been, you know, a case of spinning plates and just trying to get through the season, and and, and again, it's probably going to be the same um, for this season. That you know, can you have Neil Moore pay as a lone striker? You know, and then and then he's being judged on that as well. So, you know, it's like any of us getting a new job, going in on the first day, and they say, "No, oh, that job we've employed you for, actually, can you do this instead?" And you know, you can't. You've been employed to do a job in a certain system. And then you're being judged on that. So I think it's it's very difficult. And I think, you know, the first season is so important for these players. And if Neil Morpé isn't given a run with, with a striker alongside him, that is Everton career done. Because, you know, how it, it, you're dropping confidence, you're dropping form. You know, the fans aren't maybe as uh, enthusiastic about you as they were when you joined. And then, you know, that has a, a negative effect. So... I think, you know, it, we can't judge things just on one game at Anfield, but as we've alluded to, the, these, I feel like the next four games are just gigantic. They are just huge, and I, I think I, you know, without sounding dramatic, I think it's make or break. I think if we can, if we can get, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten points from these next four games, I think we recover and we do well. You know, we get a mid-table finish. If we don't, then I really do struggle to see how how we get out of this. Really, um, so yeah, as you said, Lyndon, it's 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 that me- it's the mental thing, the psychological thing, isn't it? Because I'll be honest, since the Arsenal game, I've not worried about Everton because <laughs> <laughs> you've you've got that positivity, and then as soon as we've lost today, all the you know the the negativity has come back into my head about certain things in the team and with the squad and transfers, recruitments, it all comes back to the service. And I'm sure the players have a similar thing in terms of how Lampard coached the team, how they went into games, the confidence, the crowd. So it is, it's just, hopefully they can just put this game out of their head and, you know, show what they can do as they did against Arsenal. Because as you you mentioned, Paul, you know, we, we we will do better against Leeds because we do have quality in the squad, and it it's it's just about overcoming that and hopefully moving forward.
1: Yeah, I think the the mentality the thing that I was that I was was thinking of was was both the players and the crowd, because um, this is this will be a you know sort of a, a back down to to earth with a bump kind of moment. But you know, as you said, Adam, it's it's important that that we got the three points against Arsenal because that was more than we were all expecting from these two games against Arsenal and Liverpool and we kind of said that the you know the season starts with Leeds and in many ways it does i think the i think Deitch will have learnt a lot tonight I and mean, we'll we'll obviously do a follow up on later in the week looking ahead to the Leeds game and we can talk about what changes we think he might make and should make but um yeah it's it's the the more i think about it the more i'm trying to sort of, sort of keeping things in perspective that he he has only been here just over uh what is it two weeks um so he's got you know he's, he's going to need time um i just keep coming back to the just to the lack of intensity that we had tonight and you, you in years gone by when we have clearly been uh the inferior team we've at least gone there and, and sort of given them a really hard game and come out with a really hard fought um, or or a narrow defeat, and that just that just wasn't the case tonight. I think that's probably the most the most disappointing aspect of it for
2: me. Any positives on the team at all? Uh, well, with a pretty good first half. What? Jesse Gay did okay in most parts. the right? Dwight McNeil did okay. Um, that's about it, though, isn't it? There's a few. you know, I thought I thought mm-hmm. was pretty poor. Really, he did a few okay moments, but he was pretty disappointing.
0: He started to come into it a bit, didn't he? When we changed the system up top, he started to look a bit more dangerous. Obviously, the ball he put in for Davis was good, but yeah, yeah beyond that, yeah. I think he was he was pretty quiet, wasn't he? Um, yeah, it's 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 quite tough to pick anyone out, really, isn't it? I think <laughs> Just but out, but yeah, the, like, the likes of Anarnick probably get away with it a bit more because he was pretty pretty quiet, really. Um, and and then you've got the issue of other players who sort of made quite a few silly mistakes, the likes of Cody. Oh, that's, uh, that's Jen just walking in saying, hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, on, I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. We lost two now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just keep all that in. Yeah. I mean, Jen, Jen's a, Jen's a diehard blue as well. So, uh that's, uh, that's how seriously we take it in this house. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's, there's not too much to take. I don't think in terms of performances, um, I think uh, maybe may the likes of Mopay coming on and showing a little bit of something it is... I'm, I'm clutching at straws on I? really.
2: Yeah, the Barbie Gray.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think the, the positive for me, although uh, as poor and disappointing as it was tonight, is that I do feel like there is a plan and there is a style and there are... You know, Sean Dyche has created moments where Everton can win games of football in terms of set pieces, especially... I feel like he does know what he's doing. So, with the tools he's got, I think he's found certain things that he can do to help Everton score goals. And I know that wasn't seen tonight, but you know, I was a, I did like Lampard, but for for a year, I watched his teams and I didn't know what he was trying to do. Whereas, at least with Sean Dyche, and even down to you know, I would laud him for starting Ellis Sims tonight because I think you know, hindsight's a, a brilliant thing, but. In terms of having that lone target man, I think Ellis Sims was the right decision, and I think Ellis Sims in the first five ten minutes, I think had more touches than Morpay has in some ninety minutes, mm-hmm. and that that's not that's not to diss Morpay, that's more about the system. Is that I think that works. So I think I think what's good about Deitch is he he's made a plan of what he's got. He hasn't just gone in with. This is how I'm gonna play and I'm gonna try and shoehorn all the Everton players into that. I think he's looked at the tools he's got and thought, how can I make this work? And obviously it hasn't gone to plan tonight, but I just feel like when I watch it, I, I see passages of play and I see, you know, sort of the the wings and the full backs teaming up and things like that. And I know it was a poor performance, but I can see what he's trying to do. And I can see how it will win games of football to keep Everton up. So th- that's the positive for me is that yeah, it wasn't great tonight, but I wouldn't say that we were sort of disjointed or or you know anything like that from a coaching point of view. I think it's just the players weren't very good tonight, and it was it was just one of those one of those games. But that's the positive I'd take that I I can see where we can win games of football.
1: Yeah, I think we agree that I agree that Sims was the one to start, if only to find out what he's made of and can he operate and do what, what, what we need in the a Sean Dyche team, um, you know. And, and there will uh, there will be other opportunities for him in in you know against teams that aren't as good as Liverpool. Because let's face it, I mean, it, with, even with all their injury problems, they're still a good team. I mean, their forward line cost as much as our entire team that started tonight. So it hmm. you know, kind of <laughs> puts it in perspective. It's just, again, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to sort of bridge that gap more so, more than we did. All right, well, that'll do it uh, for a rare instant match reaction. Fingers crossed that uh, players can regroup and uh, we can uh, put in a better performance against what really is becoming a, uh, a massive game against Leeds on Saturday. Uh, we'll, we'll return uh, later in the week to look ahead to that. Uh, but until then, try and keep your chin up, Blues, and we'll speak to you soon.